What up, chat? Hey, hey, Denzel. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. I, you know, I feel like my whole week has been a blur because I've been doing so many things that are kind of extra temperate. That that I extra temporal. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just doing things that i'm not normally doing on any given day and none of them are linked to any specific day what i mean is i haven't had much of a week so i haven't had much of a week end mm -hmm. and yeah i've just had a lot of shit going on so oh okay yeah not spending a lot of time at home that sounds like fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice but also kind of exhausting yeah I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? How was your weekend? Uh, it's chill. It's been pretty chill, you know. Basically living. Uh, I forgot that I had a bunch of stuff that I needed to do, but I ended up going up to Ash's birthday. Oh, yes. Happy birthday to Ash. Yeah, happy birthday, Ash. We're literally recording on his birthday. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway... Uh, welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. Yeah. Uh, movies, music, video games, a lot of video games today. We're recording during the E3 press conference for Sony. Yes. We could wait, but who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Your boy, your boy's back. Good. Back on his bullshit. Always. Yeah. Just make sure that they're the emoji bees so that they really know what's up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so far, any of the announcements from E3 tickling your... Uh, like, there's a few things that I'm mildly interested in, but every year I come to the realization that I just don't play a lot of games anymore. Uh -huh. Like, I'll spend plenty of time playing video games, but I'm not out here playing buying new games and investing in new ips i just don't and part of that's because i would say a large part portion of the market is like shooters and racing games and sports games and just genres that i don't really play so i got excited when there's a game announced that it's specifically marketed to my very niche market mm -hmm. everything else i'm just wow that looks cool Okay, next one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's reasonable. I don't play a ton of video games either. And every year I watch E3 and it weirds me out that one, they have like the audience, like the fake audience, the plants that are there yeah. that are there just to cheer and make sound yeah. for the announcements. Like granted, I'm sure some people are there like are genuinely excited oh, about I'm the sure. shit they're seeing. But it's still weird that half the audience is full of employees and they're encouraged to clap. Yeah, well, yeah. But to, in their defense, this is a broadcast where audience reaction is important because yes. viewers will notice like, hey, yo, this crowd is kind of dead. That's exactly why they're full of employees. <laughs> yes, but also... I'm sure there are plenty of people attending who are in the same camp as me where it's like, we don't care about everything that you're going to announce. And when you're full of a crowd that is dead and you don't really care about something, you're not going to be the person that starts that thunderous applause. 
So, so I, like, someone has to carry the applause is what well, I'm saying. So that's what – there's always the one employee that works for any number of companies. There's always the one person that's, like, way too involved in the company culture. Yeah. And, like, way too excited about oh, work. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I love being here. Isn't being here great? It's probably someone who has a very unimportant job, too. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't be so enthusiastic about the show. It's like somebody who works for, like, who's one of the admin assistants or some shit. Yeah. It's, I've always, I've always had a distaste for anybody who's that into company, company culture. My dude, I have my own life. I, all I want to do is get in here, do my fucking job and leave. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll participate anytime there's, you know, extracurricular activities, as it were, but... I'm not going out of my way to plan this shit. I'm not going out of my way to, you know, be the star of this thing. Like, if you want to supply free drinks, if you want to buy me tickets to a horse race, I'm there. But I'm not handling this shit. You guys take care of that yourself. I'm not. If you buy me tickets to the horse race, I might not even show up. Yeah, that's all. (laughs) There's plenty of those. It's like, come on, dog. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Yeah, but but anyway, going back to E3, uh, episode 76, as it were. Yes. Uh, Fallout 76 announced. Yes. A lot of people are disappointed by that. Yeah, that's, I mean, for one, that's kind of a leap. You know, they skipped 72 games. <laughs> uh, I had to, come on. <laughs> they went from four to 76. It makes no goddamn sense. Similar to how the uh, Xbox went from xbox to 360 skipping 358 iterations of the xbox and then back to one very strange leap in logic there i'm done (laughs) (laughs) good good (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i mean what is it it's like an open world online yeah mmo type thing yeah that's stupid. I, it, everything's going that direction, though. Yeah, games it, it, as a service, baby. Yeah, you That's know That's how it. you know I'm aging out of let's games. Go. I'm done. I'm fu- I'm out. I'm out of games. Uh, you heard it here first. I'm out of it. I don't care. I mean, if I find something I like, I'll play it. But this year's E3 has just shown me like I'm just that old guy <laughs> shouting at the fucking clouds. I'm done with this. Yeah, I understand. I mean, for one, from a profit perspective, it is more profitable to make, of course, you know, a Fortnite, a World of Warcraft, something that keeps people hooked, something that keeps people coming back. Whereas single player games, you pay for it once, maybe you get some DLC, but that's that's really it. You're not making money off of it beyond the initial release. Yeah. Whereas something where you need a subscription, something that has incentive to spend more money on it, you're going to make more money on it. It makes sense. Yeah. Also, I mean, Fallout as a world does lend itself to multiplayer experience. It's not like this is a total leap in logic for them. It's not like they're doing it with Mario. Right. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. But this is you were already playing as one character that you made. There's no reason why you couldn't be interacting with someone else that was another character that someone else made, you know? It makes it makes some sense. I can understand why people are upset about it because it does feel like single player games are getting shafted, 
And that yeah. includes like popular single player fl- <laughs> franchises. And certainly, I mean, you even saw the newest COD that's being released. They're just dropping the single player story. No single sale. player campaign. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, man. And it, I, it makes sense. Yeah. Because nobody's really there for the single player campaign. Oh yeah, and I mean, I'm guilty of that. I had StarCraft and Brood War and Warcraft Three. I didn't play any of those single player campaigns. I've heard they're good, and I just have to take their word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that had to do with like a shitload of reading while I played a game, I was never into it. I think if that works itself into the gameplay, I'm fine with it. Like RPGs or Phoenix Wright or, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Where right. it's integral to the gameplay. Yeah, like instructions, I'm fine with reading. Yeah. Uh, story elements, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I just kind of zip through it. If the story is a hindrance between the gameplay, I am just not interested. Like, with StarCraft, for example, I tried playing through the campaign, and this is when it was still relatively new, but I was just playing single-player to get the mechanics down so I could get to the multiplayer, because that was what I wanted to do in the first place. I wanted to play against other people. So I did, and funny enough, the single-player didn't really teach you that much about the mechanics, because the way you have to play against humans is so different anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Didn't touch that shit again. <laughs> Fair enough. Going further into E3, the only thing that I've seen so far that seems like pretty impressive, and like, granted, take this with a grain of salt, uh, I've only loosely been paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching the giant bomb coverage, which is essentially them doing commentary over the presentations. That's okay. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> and. The only thing that's looked fucking balling to me is Beyond Good and Evil. Too. Oh, yeah. Those trailers have been good both last year and this year. Yeah, I haven't actually watched it this year yet, but last year's made me more interested in the series. Yeah, definitely. There was, um, what was it? It, it gives you like a real, real nice Fifth Element vibe. Mm. And I fuck with Fifth Element. That's one of yeah. my favorite sci-fi movies favorite movies period sure yeah it's it's good it looks fun i mean i don't know if the (laughs) gameplay looks fun because both of them have basically been cg trailers yeah i i haven't paid that much attention to video game trailers for a while because again niche market but is is it just me or do we see less and less gameplay out of this shit uh, this year, that's been the case so far because everybody's announcing shit that's coming out like six years from uh, now. Well, okay, I guess that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, um, some things are being released immediately, such as mobile games. Sure. Command and Conquer is back as a mobile game. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it works as you know RTS with uh, well, it's not it's probably uh, turn based now. Or something. It, no, it's not. Uh, it, it's tough to explain. Oh, all right. Uh, well, I'll look into it. I haven't played the Command Conquer series myself anyway. Yeah, I own a bunch of those games. I just haven't played one in a while. Where's Civ Mobile? Yeah, that one makes sense, actually. <laughs> that can actually work pretty well. Uh, maybe like the map scrolling would be a huge pain in the ass because That's if you're like fucking fingering your screen <laughs> yeah. a bunch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure someone's working on it anyway. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Either way, 
I'm at the point in my life where I guess I'm like give or take on video games. Like I, I, I'm not going to be sad if I never play a video game ever again in my life. <laughs> Like, I just don't fucking care. Like, the thing that's turned me off the most, especially because I grew up in the era of you buy a video game, you get a video game. Yeah. Uh, The things that have turned me off the most are broken games at launch. Yeah. Everything's got to be fucking online now for some reason. Mm -hmm. So when you go and you buy, say, a The Division or uh, what else was – oh, if you want to play GTA Online when that shit drops. Yeah. These things are horrendously broken when they drop. PUBG was a huge piece of shit when it released. And it's really like you can't be a first adopter to any video games anymore. No. And you like if you are, you're just kind of fucked. They don't even like try to go out of their way to make it up to you if you no. buy a video game before a certain date. Like if you if you get PUBG and then shit's running like shit for 6 months, they don't say like hey, if you were one of the people who came in on this early 6 months, even though we call it early access yeah. or we call it a beta, even though what that means now is it's a fucking demo and that doesn't like being a beta or alpha doesn't even mean anything anymore. No, nah, those words have been just completely sterilized and just they they mean nothing now nothing because it's it's just for marketing yeah they'll release a game call it beta and it'll be in beta for six years and like well it's not finished yet yeah yeah and when you're playing a beta or something like that or you're playing one of these early release games with a developer such as blue hole that has no fucking idea what they're doing you you end up playing a bunch of really shitty games your games are fucked and the game's not fun to play so you have to sit and wait until they can fix these things but they don't even do you the favor of saying like oh hey uh Here's some free cosmetic shit. Right. Or, uh, hey, like, I, I guess really that's the only thing they can do is give you cosmetic shit. Just give everyone some loot boxes. Mobile games will do that, though. Like, mm-hmm. because it costs them nothing. And right. It's, yeah. It's and, like the, the, it's like incentivizing people who gamble, right? Yeah. Like, you throw somebody a bone every once in a while, they're going to be fucking amped. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't get why. Bigger games don't do that, like, you know, PC games, console games, why they don't do more of that, of just giving you free shit. I got back into Final Fantasy Record Keeper, the mobile game, because they had their third anniversary celebration and they gave you a ton of free shit. That when I was playing back in the day, that would have taken months to grind out. They're just like, eh, have all of that in a week for free. And... Yeah, so now I'm still playing because I just got all this free shit. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's that's how you draw people back in, right? Yeah. That's that's what you do. It's I've yeah, I fuck. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say it. This is going to be a hot take from your boy, but I fucking hate video games or the way they are now. You hate the state of video games. Yeah. Cuz who hates entertainment? I don't care for endless microtransactions for loot boxes for cosmetics that I can dress up in. None of that matters to me. I think the last game that I actually like really, really thoroughly enjoyed was GTA 5. 
No, I, I didn't actually get to play GTA Five, but it looked really cool. That game was fun as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got hang gliders and shit. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, not that I'm aware of. Maybe in one of the recent updates. Oh, maybe. And that's another thing, like how predatory this shit is—the online microtransaction shit, yeah. especially. And like for some reason, mobile games I don't think are like this, where you spend exorbitant amounts of money to get like very little. I think the payout is pretty like well adjusted the the online economies are pretty pretty square that really depends on the game i think there's there's some where you can pay two dollars and actually get something out of it and other games are like mm, 8.99 for something that'll only take you a couple days to get but it's less than ten dollars that's like lunch <laughs> <laughs> uh the problem that i have with gta largely is they're online and how useless grinding out like missions is mm. because they only have what essentially amount to like I want to say 25 or 30 mission types okay or missions and like a bunch of those are the heists the others are like robbing other characters or other players of their shit and like you get CEO and like motorcycle club missions but Neither of them are very impressive. <laughs> None of the content online for GTA is very impressive at all. <laughs> and the cost for a car is fucking ridiculous. So you'll one of the cars that I wanted was $700,000. Okay. And doing one heist, I think you get like the, the first two heists, I think, pay out somewhere around like... 250,000 or something like that. Okay. And it's the car that I want isn't even one of the most expensive cars in the game. It's literally one of the beginner cars. I see. So how long how long do these heists take? Uh they could take up to like 4 hours. Oh. Something like that because Oh, the, I was expecting more like 15 minutes. No, no. Uh <laughs> the way that it works, so one heist has i think like six or seven missions in it oh i and see it depends on what level difficulty you're playing on so if you're playing on the hardest difficulty i would say anywhere between two and four hours depending on what kind Fuck. of mission it is but the way that the game is lengthened is by having you drive point to point a lot yeah. so if you buy a base near where you think a bunch of missions are or let's say you've played a bunch of missions, mm -hmm. the meeting spot will change based on of what course. base you buy. Of course. So you have to end up driving a fucking long distance anyway. I hate travel in games. I think it's like, I know it helps artificially lengthen games, which is kind of important to developers because when they find out that their game can be beaten in 10 hours, it's like, well... Maybe we should actually add some content to our games, but that's expensive, so... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just spread everything the fuck out. Yeah, but it feels so cheap. Like, Final Fantasy XV had some of the most travel I, in any game I've played in a long time, but they also have fast travel options. Like, if you're going to somewhere... If you're going from a safe point to a safe point, and you, you're not, like supposed to get in any counters on the way you can just fast travel to it and it takes like a hundred gil and when you're making ten thousand really not a big deal 
So that was a nice way of circumventing these 15 minute drives where you're doing nothing because you can have a guy auto drive for you. So you do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. There were points where I just let him let Ignis drive, set the controller down, went to the kitchen, made myself some food, came back and just watched him drive the rest of the way. That's weird. Yeah. I'm not one of those dudes who's like super hyper competitive into fucking like, PUBG extra heavy into Fortnite extra heavy. Those aren't my kind of games, man. And I'll play them, yeah, and I'll have fun if I'm playing with the squad or if I'm playing with the posse or whatever. But it's never a situation where I'm like, yo, let me grind this out alone because those games frustrate me to no end. It's crazy, like, how different the mentality is when you're playing a game with friends versus with strangers. Especially if you're on a team with strangers and like suddenly everyone's a liability. (laughs) And every person on the internet is just a toxic piece of shit. Oh yeah, every every person you meet on the internet is a thousand times worse than they are in real life. Yeah. Oh my god. And then you have the dude who, if you turn on comms, he's just saying the n-word over and over and over and over and over over and over (laughs) and he just doesn't stop so you have to turn off comms because you can't talk to your other teammates because this fucking asshole just won't shut the fuck up god and this is this is something that's common in something like PUBG. you turn on uh the world mic or global mm, chat i want to say where it's just proximity Mm -hmm. where people you can hear everybody around dog you People are fucking terrible on the internet. So, of course, like, the the natural inclination is to just mute everyone. Yeah. Can't have fun on the internet. No. Can't be out here doing that. <laughs> no. No way. I can't, I can't imagine what that's like for, for women. Like, out of 12 people that I play Dota with regularly, three of them are girls. And they just can't speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Not like they'll talk in our discord because that's private. right? Like yeah. We're not going to harass them. But they can't they can't have open comms for the team. Like, nah, that's not no happening. Way. They're typed that shit out. No way. Because somebody invariably thinks that saying girl, 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 Grill. gamer, girl. girl, girl, over and over again is funny. Oh, yeah. It's like... Who the fuck are you? Like, what? You would think that that joke would have died a while ago. You would think, but and then you open up Twitch chat and it's like, oh no, this is still going strong, huh? Yep. And then every time a black person comes on screen, try hard and come on, bro. Yep. Oh, there was the KFC bucket. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's when I was streaming for a little bit. There was a dude who would spam the KFC bucket. And I, I fucking blocked him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, or banned him from the chat. And he was just he whispered me, and he was just like, "I think you got the wrong impression of me, bro." What the fuck do you think? <laughs> now fuck out of here! <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck do you expect me to think, dog?" What the you're spamming try hard and the KFC bug. Yeah, and suddenly, <sighs> suddenly, because you ban him now, he's aware. Like, oh no, man, I'm really a nice guy in person. <laughs> I'm a nice dude. Tomorrow. So today is Monday. Uh, We normally record on Tuesdays, as mentioned. But uh, I have a gig that's sort of E3 related. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to be commentating a match between De'Aaron Fox and Terrell Owens are playing a match. Oh, cool. You're commentating that? I'm commentating that match. Oh, congratulations. That's fucking big. Should be good. Who's on the team with you? Uh, It's another guy, Jake Ryan. Okay. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He was really drunk last time we commentated, and he touched my leg a little too much. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) You did. I didn't really get that vibe off him. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I, well, good luck with that. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it should be fun. Should yeah. be fun. So that'll be well. It's that'll be before this airs. So you know, <laughs> I can't wait to hear your voice while I'm at work tomorrow. There you go. Not doing shit. There you go. Actually, it'll probably be after your done with work because the thing starts at five. Oh, okay and then i don't we're not the first match anyway so okay cool yeah that's really rad how'd you end up landing that <laughs> literally i just asked the guy like yo got any spots and he's like hey you got you want to do a celebrity match and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's dope that's dope yeah so shout outs to shy guy for hooking it up yeah man that was fucking tight <laughs> see sometimes all you need to do is just ask yeah really yeah. let that be a lesson to you out there sometimes you got to make your own opportunities that are as easy as literally just asking yeah i mean how the fuck do you think we get most of the guests who come on this podcast literally you just ask and like most people will acquiesce they'll say yeah yeah why not yeah i mean if if it's a simple request you're more likely to get a positive response but of course you also are going to get rejections but yeah. you kind of have to accept that that's part of it you know dave lang he was saying that most times he goes for business opportunities he said like 90 percent of them are no mm-hmm. you know and that's his job like that's what he does he's good at this he's practiced this but that's still only a 10 percent success rate yep but i said 10 percent. that's important very much so Oh, speaking of Dragon Ball Fighters, the DVFZ Summit, the Summit of Power was this last weekend, and that was one of the coolest events I've ever seen ever. It was put on as a collaboration between some FGC guys like Angelic and his team and Beyond the Summit, and that was really fucking cool. It was an invitational tournament where... They took the best players from specific arenas and had a 16-man tournament that started with a round-robin phase, first to three, and then it went to a, a more traditional double elimination bracket. And essentially, it was to crown the best of the best in Dragon Ball Fighters, which up until this point, it was very clear that it was Goichi, a Japanese player, at the very top, and nipping at his heels with Sonic Fox from New York. And Goichi got fourth this weekend, and that was a shock. Mm. Uh, We had to crown Hook Gang God, the world's best piccolo, and uh, for this weekend, at the very least, best player in the world. But it was just a really cool event. You know, it wasn't just the tournament. There was also, like, a lot of other shit between the players and the commentators and you know the the production staff where they were playing mafia they were playing jenga and it was just really cool to see more of the personalities come out from some of these players because there's people like 
Sonic Fox or Apology Man who've been around for a while and they've done so many interviews and they've been out here that we know. Like, we know what they're like. But then there's, say, Reynold, who he's been out here for a while, but he's a King of Fighters player and he's an Evo champ, but he just doesn't really get much media spotlight. Turns out he's a really cool guy. So I, I appreciate that kind of opportunity coming up. And I, I'd like to see more events like this where it doesn't necessarily have to be as big of a prize pool or as long of as an event. But there was a lot of very clear love put into this. And it was really fun to watch as a spectator. You know, I, I haven't enjoyed watching an event like that and not being there, like watching from home. I haven't wa- enjoyed watching an event like that in a while. So, real good shit to them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. And now people are calling for, you know, summits of other games. And it, I, don't just, I just don't think it'll work <laughs> as well. <laughs> nah, man. Fuck Street Fighter V. That's specifically what people were asking for. It's like, man, we have Street Fighter V events. Like, E-League is happening. It's going on right now. So, yeah. shout out to Commander Jesse, by the way. You did good. You did good, my boy. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't think it would have nearly the same impact because we know the players. We know we know what we're in for. So. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Catching up on some old anime, and by old I mean 2011 anime, mm-hmm. uh, the first of which was uh, Hunter Hunter or Hunter X Hunter, if you know, if you're a child. Uh, and I've been I've been enjoying it thus far. It's a pretty cool show. It's made by the same dude as Yu Yu Hakusho, and it is currently ongoing in the manga after a long-ass hiatus. But I've been watching the 2011 anime, and it's been it's been cool. You know, I, I can say I like Yu Yu Hakusho better thus far. I'm like 20-some-odd episodes into it, and... Gone just past the hunter exam. Okay. It took a while. <laughs> and that's part of why I like you, Hakusho, better. Because by 20 episodes, my man was already climbing Suzaku's tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's taken some time to, to get to where we need to get to. But it's fun. I like most of the characters. And... I, you know, it's it. The world building is kind of interesting. You know, we don't really know much about what we're getting into, so I'm curious to see more of that. But we know that okay, our main crew is superhuman. How super superhuman are these pro hunters? That's that's kind of something that I want to see more of. And I know I'm still relatively early into the series so you know, we'll get there when we get there when how many episodes are in the series Ooh, let's find out i know it's over 100 oh fuck that <laughs> yeah fuck that certainly certainly no good oh 146 yeah fuck that yeah i mean i'm in no rush <laughs> i'll watch it as i watch it on the bright side the english dub is pretty good at least I haven't watched the Japanese dub, so <laughs> the English dub seems fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for a short period of time, I want to say that English dubs were pretty dope. 
Like, generally speaking, there wasn't, if there was a major commercial release or a release from, like, a creator that was really well-known, the dub was, like, pretty on point. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's more so that there was a dark period in English dubs, and I think that was part of what turned people off of dubs. And I'm sure other people just have a weeaboo boner for the Japanese dubs. Other people just wanted... This was long before they would have timely releases of English dubs. So they just want the content. They don't really care one way or the other. But yeah, English dubs, I don't think are all that bad on the whole. Um, There's definitely a few horrible ones. Others that are so bad that it makes the show better. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask for specifics on that. I don't think I can't think of any off top except for ghost stories, but that's intentional. But uh, yeah, I, I don't really see the need for the amount of hate that English dubs get in the anime community. Mm-hmm. I just think that people are massive weeaboos. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. People just hate, hate American shit. Yeah. You know, it's not like glorious, precious Japanese. God damn it. Media. Another series I've been catching up on that is much shorter and I don't actually know why I haven't watched it up to this point is a uh, full metal alchemist. So I'm watching. I'm sorry. Garden. What? You've never seen it. Yeah. Never watched full metal alchemist. Not the original or nor brotherhood. I'm watching brotherhood now. The fuck? Exactly. <laughs> that seems like real weird. Yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't watching adult swim very much when it was airing. And then I just never got around to it. And that's pretty much it. Like, I'm enjoying it thus far. I'm not as emotionally invested in it as a lot of other people seemed like I made it seem like I would be. But I think part of that's because I'm I know most of the plot already anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew Hughes died. I knew I knew a lot of like the major plot points. Hughes dying wasn't even like it. He was literally a character that was telegraphed to die. Oh, yeah. And he also didn't really do anything. Like, he was a nice guy. Yeah. And he was in, like, four episodes and then died. And then (laughs) people made a big deal of it. (laughs) It's literally what... I can't remember what people called it. But it's, like, death projecting. When there's, like, a character who's, like, a little bit too good to be true. Who's, like, better than everybody else. Yeah. And then you know they're gonna die. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, that that I didn't feel that death at all. I thought they would build it up a little more. And then like the stuff with Show Tucker and his daughter. That was the first episode I saw of the show uh-huh. like, years ago. And I was like, "Oh, okay, this is kind of tight." <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, I'm enjoying it. I am also watching that in English dub. And the only voice I don't like is Vic Manana as <laughs> Edward Elric. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that guy gets so much hate. Well, I do. Like, I don't really mind the voice that much, but it's like knowing that it's him is kind of what it's throwing me. And that dude is a massive creep. Like, he is known to hit on girls who are way too young for him to be hit on. Oh. And because he has this, you know, because he's the main character and usually whatever he's in. 
has these legions of loyal fans and takes advantage of that a little bit. I'm not saying he's fucked anyone. I'm just saying he's a creep. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. He's also, like, really heavy-handed with his religious side and will, like, lead prayer circles and stuff whatnot and i mean that that's fine if if you want to be religious and yeah of the two of us chet is the religious one here right yeah so you can do whatever the fuck you want if you want to be religious just maybe pick and choose where you do it yeah that's kind of where i'm going with it like don't be pushy about it don't be Oh, he's he's kind of weird about it. And then that also ties into him being a creep to little girls. Like, come on, man. <laughs> if you're a man of God, be about it. Don't be hitting on girls. Uh, you know what? Even Allegedly. Even godly men got to get theirs. Well, how, do, how do you know who you're going to marry if you're not out there constantly looking? <laughs> Can't be having premarital sex. You just got to find the one that you're going to marry. There you go. There you go. God. I've also been rewatching Arrested Development because Nikki has never watched it. And Anne, George Michael's creepy religious girlfriend. Oh, and yeah. It's just reminding me of like a lot of the issues I have with the church as an organization. And whoo! Oh, man, those are some weird people. <laughs> I was never that deep into it. I was never about prayer rings and promise rings rather yeah that's weird to me yeah that's going way too far into i I never questioned evolution or anything we were a very even kilter sort of household with our religion yeah yeah good times good times so rella rella hit us up on twitter uh last week actually regarding something that he found pretty interesting they're called the five geek social fallacies and they're pretty interesting, and we've we managed to have stories from most of these things. I wanted to do like kind of a larger episode about it because it's pretty interesting, but I, it would be really shitty for me to just make them wait <laughs> because I totally forgot about this. So, uh, Chet, if you want to give us a quick rundown of each of the fallacies. Yeah. So, number one, ostracizers are evil. This is essentially that geeks on the whole, have faced some sort of exclusion in their life. So, in geek social circles, nobody wants to exclude anybody else. They don't want to ostracize anyone. Therefore, in a group of five, there's a good chance that there's the one friend that no one likes, or maybe only one person likes them, and everyone else just kind of tolerates them, and they're just sort of stuck there, and there's nothing you can do about it, because you feel a sense of guilt having been ostracized yourself. Social fallacy number two. Friends accept me as I am. This is basically saying that you should be allowed to be who you are with your close friends, but taken to the extreme. So if you make any mistakes, your friends are cool with that and they need to be cool with that. And if they criticize you, they're not your friends. Only bastards would criticize me. I'm not. If you don't like this thing that 
I do, and you don't like me. You know, that kind of mentality. Social fallacy number three. Friendship before all. This sort of ties into number two and basically that you need to fight for your friends. You need to fight for friendship. And if anything gets in between us, if you move away for work, well, then I guess our friendship was for nothing. Or (laughs) if you like this person that I don't like, then you don't like me at all. That kind of thing where you have to, to put your friendship on a pedestal. Otherwise, you're not real friends. And of course, this comes from, again, not having strong social interactions with other people. So you're afraid of losing the people that you do have. So they become very possessive. Mm -hmm. Geek social fallacy number four. Friendship is transitive. This is to say that if I'm friends with Denzel and I'm also friends with John, then John and Denzel will invariably be friends. Which may or may not be true. If I'm friends with Denzel because we play video games, but I'm friends with John because we play music, there's not necessarily a common ground here. And there's no reason necessarily why they have to be friends. And it it ends up creating awkward situations where you may think that two people are closer than they are because of your transitive friendship. And geek social... And geek social fallacy number five, friends do everything together. Put simply, it's that every friend in a circle should be included for every individual activity. You know, if you roll as five, you can't roll as anything less than five. It has to be the whole posse or it's nothing. I find that to be more common among younger friends, but definitely a thing that happens. Yeah, certainly. It's just annoying. (laughs) It used to happen a lot with a lot of my friends growing up, especially like when we would go out to eat somewhere mm-hmm. or we would always hit each other up to go play basketball because we would play as a squad. Sure. But then when it was time to go eat, we would either end up arguing about where we wanted to go eat and just not eat and then just go home hungry <laughs> or we would like just have to berate the person who was dissenting into just agreeing to go to wherever we went that that was usually how my my group worked out was just like oh you don't want to go to jack well you can go hungry then motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that last one is probably it's just inconvenient more than anything but i also think it has to do with like I don't know, just not wanting to exclude people. Like for my friend group, we did usually roll as five, but my parents were the strictest of all of my friends. So there were a lot of times where I just couldn't go. And they would tell stories as if I was there because we were usually like, nah, man, I <laughs> I couldn't go. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was enough. But I never really took it personally. I just knew it was because yeah. I couldn't go. Like, yeah, you knew what time it was. Yeah. But as for the other ones, for the ostracizers are evil, like that you have to have the one friend that no one likes. I got 
So there's this one guy. We're going to call him Randy. Randy. So Randy, he's a nice fellow. And I mean, I guess this is kind of the opposite for me, but it's also sort of the exact same thing. <laughs> so Randy, he's a nice fellow. He's really awkward. He may have, he may have some de- developmental issues, but like nothing that's horrible, right? Like it's more social awkwardness than anything. And he's got a weird speech impediment. But he's fine as a person. Like, if you ask him to do something, he'll do it for you. Or he'll tell you outright that he can't do it. And he always pays for what he needs to. He's always on time. Like, he doesn't do anything wrong. I also don't hang out with this guy very often. But he's in the fighting game scene. And specifically the anime fighting game scene. And those guys are just merciless to him. For no goddamn reason. Like... They make fun of his speech impediment and they make fun of like he's a little bit too into his waifus. But so are they like they're the fucking nerdiest part of the FGC. <laughs> like you guys are the guys that we laugh at. Why are y'all laughing at him? Chill, dog. They just need somebody to laugh at. Everyone, you know, shit rolls downhill, I guess. Yeah. So I've had to give this guy a ride to Evo like for the past three years because no one else wants to give him a ride. And he just sits there quietly playing on his PSP or on his phone or whatever. And it's fine. Like, why was why doesn't anyone else want to give him a ride? So in that sense, like, I'm doing the exact thing that this fallacy is. I mean, we don't, I don't bring him to parties. Mm. Like, I know what the score is here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not going to go out of my way to be a dick to him because he's never done anything to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel kind of fucked up. Yeah, I feel bad, but like he is also kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like I understand both both sides here. He's not. He can't be that weird. No, yeah, he's not so bad that you can't spend a four hour car car ride with him. Like, he doesn't smell or anything. I'll take him over a lot of the other people there. <laughs> some of them do smell. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, friends accept me as who I am. Uh, Chet and I know a gentleman who fits this perfectly. Uh, he's the type of person who just causes trouble. He's just a troublemaker and he's kind of a huge piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll call him Fester. So if anybody remembers the story from the the convention that ruined it all uh, <laughs> the, the one where it's it specifically uh me and a few friends pretended to get kicked out of a hotel room so we didn't have to spend any more time with these people um it was fester and his girlfriend who were fighting that kind of sparked a lot of that and he's definitely the type of dude who didn't change for shit. No. Like, like, for a long time. He got slightly better, but that was only because he was way out of control before he got a girlfriend. Yeah. And she reined him in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but he he couldn't take any, any criticism. None. Like, at all. And it was really just out of concern for his health you know like hey 
maybe lay off mixing the drugs. So, you know, yeah. Ma- maybe only stick to Coke tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't invite these fucking weird meth heads over. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, his friends. The people he hung out with were some weird folk. Like, yeah. I, I got some strange vibes off of that. Don't worry, man. They're chill. <laughs> no, we go way back, man. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. In case anyone who knew, who didn't know who we were talking about before, oh, no, they no, know now. Now they know. <laughs> now they know. Oh, oh boy, God. yeah, no, no, he's he was that to a T because he was just a huge bitch every time you would say like, "Look, dog, maybe it's inappropriate for you to open up this door holding your dick." <laughs> it's, did I ever tell you about no. that? No. Uh, so this was before he and his uh, his I guess on again off again girl yeah. started dating, uh, but they were about to smash, and I wasn't aware. So I went down to the hotel room, uh, knocked on it, and heard nothing. And okay. So like I I was pretty sure he was in there because somebody had told me he'd just gone to his room. Okay, sure. So I knocked again, and it wasn't like I was pounding like the police or anything like sure, that. Yeah. I was trying to ice him, and uh, <laughs> as I as I walk away, like I set the ice down, and he opens up the door. And he's just got his dick in his hand, or he's like trying to cover his dick. Nice. And uh, and he like kicks over the bottle of Smirnoff, <laughs> and I I was like, "What are you doing, dog?" Like the he was like, "You were knocking on the door, man. <laughs> you were knocking." You can shout through the door, say, "Hold, come back later. I'm trying to fuck." I'm I'm in here trying to get my dick wet, and you're just pounding on the door like the police. God, some he said something along the lines of God. that, and I was just like, "Doc, all right, all right, all right. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Fuck it." And it to me, what that came across as is him trying to flex that he was about to fuck. Yeah, that that's kind of how that, it sounds. Yeah, but. What a fucking idiot! Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, Fester was a nice combination of rules one and two here. Like, for some reason, people kept inviting him to stuff or like talking to him, even though he would really just ruin shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and then he couldn't take any criticism of us trying to call him out for that. No, he couldn't. He, even if you were trying to like uh, do something reasonable, like for instance, uh, one time he got up at like four in the morning and he was singing My Chemical Romance lyrics God. on the balcony of the hotel room we were staying in, and he woke everybody up. Yeah, no shit. Everybody, and he was like screaming the lyrics. He can't sing for shit, so he was just screaming. Ugh. And so <laughs> I get up. And I I open up the sliding door and I'm like, hey man, uh, you know people are trying to sleep in here. Would you would you mind chilling? And he was just like, he he for some reason takes it one way or another, and he just like basically like blows by me and then goes out of the front door, <laughs> and then I find out later that day that like. He took it as me like yelling at him. What? And 
he was like pissed that like I approached him the way I, that I did, even though like I was half asleep and really just didn't have the energy to do any of that. Right. Yeah, God it damn. was really fucking weird. God damn. All right, good times. Yeah. Uh, the friendship before all fallacy or the friendship test kind of situation. I never really dealt with this much. At least as far as I know, like I wasn't aware of someone giving me a friendship test. The one time I can think of that, like I did this, I had a bunch of friends in college that were coming up to my part of town because I lived about 30 minutes north of everybody else. So we didn't get to hang out in my neck of the woods very often because they all lived closer to each other. So they were coming up here to another friend's house who we went to college with who lived down the street from me. And I was like, oh, well, his house kind of sucks <laughs> and his parents are going to be there. And my parents are actually going to be out tonight. Like y'all can just come and chill here. And I didn't really get a distinct answer one way or the other. So I assume people were coming over because objectively speaking, my house was better for <laughs> hanging out, but I was like really trying to hype this up. And the only person that ended up coming over was my best friend at the time. who I don't even know if he was actually invited to the other thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so no one else came over. And then I like see them posting about like having a good time. And I'm like, so what the fuck y'all? And I, I took it as a very personal affront, but looking back on it, I tried to change the plans on them. Yeah. And like make it about me. Yeah. And like I, I definitely acted out of line for how mad I was, but they should have just said something. One day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a story for that. I, I really don't. Yeah. yeah. Friendship. Because like if I ever got a whiff of somebody like trying to test my friendship, I would either stop talking to the person who's putting on the test or I would intentionally fuck with them. <laughs> like if I ever got a whiff of being tested, I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, it's it's super whack. And like that just screams insecurity. Yeah, it's not good. I So what uh, there are a lot of things that I don't like in life. Um, <laughs> being tested is certainly very high on that list. Yeah. Like very high. And w especially when like uh, girls are doing it like mm -hmm. as, a, uh, uh, as a, as a way to like, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is, but that's especially when I like to fuck with people. Yeah. So I've, I'm sure I told this story before. But uh, I was uh, this was with my ex girlfriend when we had first started dating. We went to this brewery and we were just like kind of casually sitting around talking shit about people that we were looking at. And out of nowhere, she asked me like, "Hey, are those two women over there more attractive than I am?" And I wasn't wearing my glasses at the time, and I was just like, "Well, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see." Yeah. And the, she was just like, huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, was that like supposed to be a test? And she was just like, yeah, kind of. And I said, 
don't do that. Just yeah, don't don't, do, don't do that. Shit. Don't do that. Don't, don't please. That's like, and then I'm sure I went on to explain to her every time she does it in the future. I'm just gonna go out of my way to fuck with her. Yeah, because it's impolite. It really is. Like when you're in a relationship, be it platonic friendship or something ring romantic. When you bring up tests like that, that just shows that you don't trust the other person. Like, <laughs> you really don't. It accomplishes nothing because the best you're going to get is status quo. And the worst outcome is that you're done. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, it's don't don't fucking do that. And don't take people not changing up their plans to come see you as a personal affront. Social fallacy number four is friendship is transitive. When you think friends of my friends will always be friends with each other. Oh, yeah. We went over this very brief. Oh, in your description, you basically encapsulated it perfectly. Yeah. I like. Mean, it, it. Yeah. No, not not every one person is going to be friends with each other. You don't have to have something in common. I can't really think of any times that this is effectively. I can't think of any times where this has especially backfired, but you know, it just doesn't always lead somewhere. So yeah, I don't really think that one's exactly harmful. It's just pointless and a weird state of mind. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of going through that with Connie right now. Actually, because <laughs> the two people, well, the four people she hangs out with the most are me as a singular person. And then this couple who they're, they're fine people, but like, I feel like the boyfriend doesn't especially like me. He could just be a little bit cold and mildly awkward, mm-hmm. but I just don't get anything off of him. Girlfriend likes me fine. Boyfriend, not so much. <laughs> so she's got a girlfriend and boyfriend. No, no, she doesn't. But oh, like, okay. those two are a couple. Oh, okay. So I'm just referring to them as a... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but, yeah. Whatever. Doesn't, it doesn't bother me. No, you don't. I don't care to... This is... I always tell that same shit or the same shit to uh, friends of mine. Uh, like when they have new significant others, mm-hmm. uh, I always say I'm not interested in meeting them at all. <laughs> like the reason why you like them is not the same reason why you like me. Right. I'm not going to be banging your girlfriend. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see see her a little differently than you are. <laughs> exactly. Like best case scenario, we become like really, really chill. Yeah. And then we have like some weird relationship outside of you yeah where like sometimes we hang out and you're not there yeah and like then it will get a little bit weird <laughs> but like the worst case scenario i just don't talk to her ever yeah like oh no denzel's got my girlfriend's phone number or my fiance's phone number mm. and like they just don't talk ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i uh, in fact, I can actually guarantee that a good portion of my friends' significant others don't like me a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> this is for various reasons. Well, I feel like 
I feel like they may have, I feel like you may have started that because one of the questions I, or one of the things I get here the most is, yeah, I don't think Denzel likes me very much. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, okay. See, the thing is, to be fair, to be fair, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's back this up a little bit. Uh, I'm not necessarily if if I'm talking to somebody who I don't really know, or if I'm inter like there's definitely a huge difference between the way that I interact with people I like and know and people I don't know. Sure. Right. I'm not Mr. Huge hugs and smiles for everybody. I'm hardly that with people I know. Yeah. So typically, if it's me having a big laugh, uh, as I tend to do with people I do know, versus like some stranger. Like if there's a stranger there, and I'm having like and I'm laughing and smiling when I'm talking to you, but to them it's like, hey, how you doing? Like yeah. you doing all right? It's all business. Yeah. It's uh, like you. I don't. I guess ultimately what I should say is I don't do my best to try to endear myself to strangers because I just don't fucking care. Yeah. Right. Like you bring somebody new around me. Although I will say that I do like meeting new people when in certain circumstances. Sure. But like, let's say we're at Evo, like we're at Evo or an anime convention dog. If I'm blitzed, I don't fucking care who you are. <laughs> like, if I'm drunk, there's no way. But like, let's say we're going out to have lunch or something, or yeah. uh, I'll I'll chat you up a little bit, make you feel uh, comfortable. But there's n- like, I just don't care. Genuinely, I just don't. All right. Yeah. yeah but, hey, at least that's where you stand. Yeah. Yeah. I and that may or may not come across when when I talk to people, but at best it's like, or at worst it's just like silence, like indifferent silence. Yeah. It's never just like, <laughs> I don't normally shit on people anymore. Like I don't rib strangers Yeah, like, because that's, that's you, that used to be like what I would do. Like if I would treat everybody the same, like whether or not I knew them or not, like I would just rib everybody, like have a good time, like tell jokes at somebody else's expense. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. And but, that plays well with some people, but other people get real yeah. offended. Like, yep. I feel like I actually used to be better at taking that. Like mm-hmm. when I was probably more like in college or when I was going to a lot of parties where I knew no one and take a gentle roasting. But, you know, I would just give it back. But I don't know. I think I just take it more as disrespect and I'm just going <laughs> to <laughs> be more like, say it again, motherfucker. See what happens. <laughs> um, like, it's never come to blows or anything, but I don't know. I just take it more personally, I guess now. I don't I, know why. I just laugh at the person mostly. Like if it's so there's there's, of course, a difference between like the stranger sitting in your Twitch chat talking shit to you. Yeah. And like, like somebody being in face to face, face to face, like somebody like lightly ribbing or like getting some jokes off. Like I can have a pretty stern facial expression, like stone face and just look at somebody and they'll get the gist that what they're doing is fucking annoying 
or something. Like maybe that's just my natural face, and like they yeah. just they take away whatever impression they get from looking at my face. Uh, it's not as if I can't take it. I just don't want to hear that shit from strangers. That's kind of where I'm at with it. And I, I did some some brief soul searching on that when I think about like the parties where I was feeling awkward because people were doing a little bit more than a little roasting. Difference between then and now, I'm not trying to get laid. <laughs> back then i just like grin and bear it just so i could get everybody to like me just so i'd be like life of party now i don't give a fuck about that no if you say some shit you're either getting it back or you're getting it in my face <laughs> okay so i mean if you want to enter i think oh god this gets into that dating shit yeah like but i don't personally i don't think that and I could be wrong here, and it, I'm sure it depends a whole lot on who you're interacting with, but I'm pretty sure women just d- don't really care. If somebody's talking shit to you and you just don't react or, like, you laugh with with the person or, like, as long as you're not being, like, overtly negative. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think women really give a shit. Yeah, but I... I th- my mentality was more of trying to get everyone to like me. Just in general, like oh. not necessarily like that was a major character flaw. It was, yeah. I wasn't concerned if someone didn't like me, but I was doing what I could to get everyone to like me. I like at least maximize it, you know, damn dog. So we already talked on geek social fallacy number five a little bit. That's the friends do everything together. Actually, we already talked on that anyway. Like, it was, we, oh, we said yeah. what we need to. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about all that shit. Yeah. So, Rella Rella also asked in the Discord if I have come around on Dragon Ball Fighters after the summit and after Hook Gang God. Uh, okay, so my feelings on the matter on the game are still more or less the same. I enjoy watching the game. I like watching Dragon Ball at high level play. Like it was really hype watching the summit. You know, those games were largely very close and those people are at the top of their game. But I think you if you watched the summit, you probably noticed something and that out of 16 people, there were about probably 10 characters, 10 unique characters between them at best. Like, Yikes. everyone who wasn't playing Cell is like, yo, I think I got to play Cell. Because if you're not playing Cell, if you're not paying Kid Boo, if you're not playing Bardock, that's a liability. What about 16? Is it 16 still broken? They nerfed him. He's still good. Like, he's still probably top 10 characters. But the top three are just so much better than everyone else. Like, Goku Black doesn't even cut it anymore, and he used to be top five. Well, he's probably still top five. But, like, they just have so many tools that beat every other character. Like, the ability to convert any stray hit for grips of damage is pretty unique to Cell and Kid Buu. And if you're not playing those characters, or, like, at the very least, playing Vegeta Assist or Bardock. If you're not playing those guys, you're just fucking up. And that's that's a bad sign. They can patch the game. They can nerf Cell. But what I really want them to do more than anything is just to buff everyone else. Like, 
just make Krillin better. Just make <laughs> Yamcha better. Yeah, make, make Tien better. Right. Like that's all you really need to do, and I think the game will be in a better place because even though it's quote unquote fast paced gameplay, how often does it come to like ninety seconds left on the clock out of three hundred? Like these games take a while, so either buff damage, nerf life regen. Should do both because sparking is too good right now for life regen, and I think I'm, I'm fine with touch of death combos. I'm totally fine with touch of death. <laughs> I play Marvel, like I'm totally okay with that. But the life regen is a little bit extreme right now, and it's making games just drag on too long. Pun intended with dragon. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but for like me playing the game. I you know I'm okay with it. It still feels a little scrubby to me. Like super dash is too good. It's too good of an option for how brain dead it is. But then it also makes it a terrible option because if you're not at the level where people aren't expecting you to do that, then you're just gonna get your shit blown up. So if you're not copying the pros exactly. If you're not doing exactly what they're doing, you're just bad. And that's really frustrating for someone who likes to have unique gameplay. Like when Marvel 3, there were no pros that played my team. My combos were unique to me. I made that shit up because I had a good understanding of the game and I found my optimal shit. And I took games off of pros because I was good enough at the game and I didn't have to copy their shit. Woo. Like... That's the sign of a good game, y'all. And then Dragon talk Ball Fighters just doesn't have that. And that's what annoys me about it. It doesn't have the freedom allowed. Like, you have to play it like them. And yes, there are people who are pioneering different strategies. Like, Yahozi put Gotenks on the map, and Sonic Fox picked up Gotenks and realized, oh, Gotenks is actually the truth. I could have told you Gotenks was broken from day one. I said it. I said it on this podcast months ago. But, it, you know, it took some cultivation. People had to figure it out. But strategy-wise, you have to be doing what the pros are doing. You can change one thing, and then they'll adopt that. And then you can change another one thing. But there's nobody that can turn the game on its head. Not as it is. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, I'm cool with the game. Like I enjoy watching it. Just playing it is frustrating. Fair enough. Do like Vegito, though, as awkward as he is. And I'll learn Zamasu eventually. Okay. But I think that does it for questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Juice Campbell asks, Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Both of them are trash. All right. That's fair. I've grown up with Coke and that's literally the only reason why people drink Coke over Pepsi is because they grew up with it and it's familiar. And... I'm just part of that statistic. I grew up with Pepsi. I actually uh, have dropped a lot of soda consumption in yeah. the last like few years of my life. I really don't drink soda much unless it's got booze in it. Same, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I will have myself a... Uh, Cuba Libre? Yeah, I'll have a Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. Mm. I'll have a rum and coke. 
I have a whiskey Coke. I've been leaning towards uh, whiskey ginger more often now. I'm cool with whiskey ginger. Or I'm, Though I don't really drink much, much whiskey in general. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We're rum people in this household. Yeah. But then he goes on to ask, on a more serious note, since you're on episode 76 and Bethesda's E3 conference will be done when the next episode is up, how do you feel about Fallout 76? Well, we answered your question already, Playboy. Yep. And same thing goes with Dynamo Geek. So, Dynamo Geek asks, I heard Denzel mention he thought Mass Effect did politics well. First, they sure as hell did, with lots of guns and explosions and alien boobies. And second, I'm curious what Denzel, and Chet, of course, if he's in Mass Effect, thought about Andromeda. A lot of people shit, just rage shit on Andromeda. But I thought it was pretty fun. You know, uh... I just didn't play it. It wasn't going to live up to the former glory that was Mass Effect for me. And I just wasn't feeling it, to be honest with you. So I just never bothered to pick it up. I mean, if if it's that dope, I might. If it's like, if it's as good as like Mass Effect 2. Hold on, which one was the bad one? Uh, I feel like it was three as far as the story yeah, I goes. Think people were mad at the ending of three. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, if it's decent, I'll play it. But I need like a hard guarantee. And it's also got to be available on PC. It should be, right? I think it is. Yeah, it should be on like EA Origin. Ugh. But yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> Uh, I actually haven't played any of the Mass Effect games. I hear good things, except for Andromeda. Fun fact about Andromeda. There was a minor, minor conspiracy that the main character in Andromeda was based off of Nikki. Like, her face was modeled after her. Really? Which, of course, is complete falsehood. But there were a couple of people who legit thought that. That would be fucking weird. Yes, it would. She also doesn't really look like her at all. She's got a kind of similar nose and kind of similar lips. Like, not as big as Nikki's, but kind of. Like, it's a fun, fun piece of uh, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing for that. Also, uh, from last week... Which was asked after we recorded. <laughs> 085X asked, Que paso, amigos? Have you guys checked out FLCL Progressive? For me, I'm so happy it's baxing that it's FLCL. For me, I'm so happy it's back, seeing that FLCL is one of my favorite animes. And I'm glad the pillows are doing the soundtrack. Any thoughts on the animes? Have you seen it? Anyways, love the podcast and stay sexy, my peeps. Thanks, bud. I will do just that. Uh, I saw it. I checked it out, and I thought it was cool. I also saw the first episode to Alternative when they aired that, whenever that was. That was April Fool's. Oh, that's right. It was April Fool's. I liked this better than Alternative. I thought it was much truer to the original. It felt much more like the original FLCL. Um, It's hard to gauge how it's going to go based off the first episode because that series is so out there. Uh, But it looks cool. The animation is uh, pretty good and the pillows were definitely a 
solid part of the show. So I expect good things out of it, but, you know, cautious optimism here. I haven't watched it. I'm just going to wait until the series drops as a whole. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah, I don't, again, I've said it millions of times at this point, but I don't, I'll just, I don't care to keep up with things week to week. Yeah, it's it's a pain. It's a damn pain. But this is the life that I've chosen for myself. But that does it for questions from the subreddit. Oh, we forgot fucking voicemails again. <laughs> God damn it. Well, sorry. It's going to happen next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm sorry. We're going to have like 12 voicemails back to back. Uh, there should only be like three or four in there. All right. Well, yeah. everybody call in before next week. See what happens. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> also, I keep forgetting to say this, but uh, I'll get a dumb anime tattoo. If we can hit, let's say, 450 a month on, on Patreon. Mm. If we can hit 450 a month on Patreon at some mm. point, uh, let's say the deadline is before the end of August. Okay. Uh, if we can hit 450 a month. All right, get out there, beat the streets. Let's get and some, let's I'll get some get cash a, flow. I'll get a dumb anime tattoo. Damn. All it's, right. It's not. Uh, we'll put it up for a vote on a Patreon. Let's see, somebody. I'm gonna see if people will design one, and then I'll pay the designer of course and then i'll pay to go get the tattoo dope it can't it's not going to be gigantic though it's not going to be like a full back, back tattoo. Piece. <laughs> it'll probably I'll, i'm willing to do something that's like maybe like a quarter sleeve or something like that so it'll be big it'll be big and dumb you can see it from Damn. a distance that is dedication yeah I'll, i'm willing to do it all right i might just get it on my calf yeah that's yeah easy. yeah yeah, nice calf tattoo. Yeah, so when I play basketball, people can ask me yeah. about... Yo, so you were into Uma Musume, huh? Oh, God, no. Nothing that dumb. No, <laughs> no, no. All right, no. moderately dumb moderately. anime tattoo. Yeah, I can't... It's got to be something that, like, A, people will recognize and B, like, I won't want to shoot myself or, like, skin my leg over. <laughs> like, I mean, like, granted, I feel like that's kind of the point, yeah. right? Like... But please don't don't make me kill have myself. some mercy here. Yeah, have have a little bit. It, I'm banning, I'm banning Naruto. Oh, I'm not putting Naruto on my body. Okay, what about and, Crayon Shinchan? Uh, I'll fuck with some Shinchan. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty good. <laughs> as, as long as it's not like, as long as I don't have like a little baby dick on <laughs> yeah. my leg. I'll like I'll get Shin Chan and his dog. I'll even do Milk Chan. I'll do Pop Team Epic. Oh, uh, I'll do like I'll do a lot of shit. Yeah, just not Naruto. All right. Uh, I'll think of some other anime that I don't want on me. I'll even do One Piece. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Uh, just not Naruto. If I do Naruto, it's just I'm literally gonna cop out and do something fucking lazy. Yeah. Like uh, the headband. Yeah. That, that wouldn't even be fun. Like, no, everyone's got that. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, and if we, if I'm feeling spicy enough, I'll get a hand tattoo too. Oh shit! I'll get something put on my hand so strangers ask about it. Oh man! And I have to explain to them like, oh, this is a little sign from an anime. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do it. Get a. I just. I, I kind of just want to get Roy get Mustangs flame 
insignia tattooed on there. Oh, that's yeah. so dorky. Yeah. That's so dorky. Oh, no. <laughs> you know there's someone out the, there that has that shit, too. Yeah. Who carries oh around a lighter and is like, yeah, I'm the flame alchemist. Oh, God. That's so dorky. All right. I might. I, that's like, I think that might be perfect. <laughs> that's so dorky. Oh, God. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't right. know. Well, don't well, know. let's cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, uh, if we, I might do like the Illuminati eye Ooh. from uh, Full Metal Alchemist, where the the eyeball that opens up mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. the city or under the city, whichever. Can't remember what it was, but you'll get there eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah, excellent. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash realnerdhours. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can, okay, you can join our group on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.